This podcast is for the sales professionals at every level. If you want to convert more prospects into paying customers, then you're in the right place. Because Joe has spent the last three decades mastering buying behaviors, personality types, emotional and logical triggers. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. Let's go. Educated. Wanna learn how to close deals? Wanna learn how to sell more? That's what we're here for at Sales Genius. Let's go. I feel good. I live good. My mind is powerful. My mind is powerful. My mind is powerful. I feel so good. My mind is powerful. Yo, Joe Ingram. How you doing? Cornelius. How's life in your world, sir? On my side, it's wonderful. That's powerful. I'm gonna always put the guest on the left side so that I make you the main okay. guy here. So I didn't even get motion sickness. That was great. There you go. You know that's the power of uh, digital residual. So you <laughs> are you, <laughs> you are the you know when I think of sales genius, I'm thinking of Joe Ingram. That and means my branding's working. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, when I think of sales, I think of Joe Ingram. When I think of genius, I think of Albert Einstein and Joe Ingram. So I like that. I like that. I was thinking about trying to get my hair going out the way Albert does it. But (laughs) I look I looked at Albert last night. Um, I'm sitting I'm I'm standing in my doorway. I'm looking at the picture of Albert Einstein and I made eye contact with him. And uh, I felt like I was getting a telepathic message from him. I don't know if you remember or not, but like one of Albert's last, he was working on an equation that he didn't get to finish before he passed away. And so that has always kind of like stuck with me. Like, okay, whatever you need to do, whatever you're trying to get done, do it now. Like do it now. You don't know. It's true. When When it comes to your journey, and, you know, w- w- like I, every time I see you, you're you're shaking and baking, you know, even in the mastermind meetings, you're shaking and baking. What is the motivation behind your your drive? So I, I believe and this is internal to me, I learned it a long time ago that I'm willing to be, you know, really ambitious temporarily so that I can be lazy first class later. Oh, so I I don't want to be the person who retires and, you know, ends up back at Walmart saying hi to people when they come in, Mm. I want to do it right. And I want to make sure that it's going to be something fantastic and I can enjoy it as I go through. And the earlier I get there, the better. So again, what does everybody say on their deathbed? I wish I had more money or they say, I wish I had more time. Mm. I wish I'd used my time better. And mm. so that's what I look at and go, I just want to make sure that I use my time to the fullest so that I can reap the benefits later. Cause if you're just working to stay working, it's not going to work. Mm. So what are you, are you, do you have any type of, any type of time management techniques or, or hacks that you use that keeps you on track? 
So I literally run everything off of my Outlook calendar. Okay. Okay. So of course on my phone, right? I've got my Outlook calendar. It's the only notification I have on. Okay. Is that one. So like wow. if you, if you text me, I'll get the notification because text is immediate response. Right. Yep. But no social media buzzes me. So I, love I don't, I don't get that. I have to go look for social media notifications instead of me saying, Oh, you know what I need to do? Let me go. Oh, bing, bing, bing. And I have to pay attention to every one of them. Yep. So, so I will not be distracted that way. Now, will, will it eat in my mind for a while and go, Whoa, what's going on on there? Yeah, it could. <laughs> right. And every once in a while it may, but that's going to be because I'm sitting back saying, no, I want to, I, I want to go look at it. So it's on that, my terms. That's a big one. Like social media, like in one regard, it's like the most, the best thing ever for people that are trying to get their products and services out there and their message out there. But it can also be a time suck, man. It could be a freaking time suck. If you're not oh, careful yeah. for me, yeah, it's I agree. TikTok. yeah, for you, TikTok. me is Instagram. So whenever my phone pops up and says, here's your weekly report, that's where I get hit is on Instagram. And so that's where I look for. That's what, to me, I look at it and go, let's flip through, let's get some mental stimulation going and then I'll jump back off. But I like looking for the next idea. I like looking for who put a video out that looks good. The ones you just put out on uh, TikTok, right? You and I met on TikTok. So yep. when you look at that, I look at, and you put all these new ones where you're like right up there talking yeah, to the yeah. camera. Right? And then Nick, who's part of our mastermind, he had shared it. And I was like, ooh, I got to jump back on to TikTok and go through it and wow. start clicking down. But I will tell you that on my calendar, so I have the my Apple calendar that's here and my Outlook calendar is here, plus my Google calendar is here. So mm. all of it is here. But in my Apple calendar, I have the words breathe 748. Okay, so that breathe seven four eight, breathe seven four eight. So mm. when I look at that, okay, it pops up. And what I did was I put it in and told it to randomize. I was like, put it here, put it here, put it here. So all throughout the day, it'll pop up on my phone and buzz, and it'll say breathe seven four eight. So that means inhale for seven, hold for four, exhale for eight. Oh, okay. And if you do inhale that for five seven, times, hold for four. And exhale, exhale on eight. eight. Exhale wow. on eight. Wow. So if you Seven, do that four, five times, it's the same as drinking a cup of coffee. Really? Yeah. And so one of the things that like the Eastern people always laugh at the Western people and go, yeah, you guys are all shallow breathers, right? We the are Hawaiians, shallow breathers. Yeah. The Hawaiians call the United States people shallow breathers. Okay, because why we don't take in enough to energize ourselves and energize ourselves, period. So that's to me, I go, okay, so that'll pop up and I go, got it. And so I use my calendar to trigger me on certain things that have to be done. Mm. So once a month, right now, you know, you and I can dip into the woo woo all we want, right? I like to make the woo woo more scientific. I like the, when I, I look like to at make it, the woo-woo science too. Yes. I'm like, it's so much easier for people to internalize and you go just, Oh, this is going to be great. No, it's not. It's create an intention, put it out there, make sure it's known so it can get there. But 
once a month and I purposely tell my unconscious not to remember the date mm. once a month, something, an alert will go off on my calendar that buzzes and says, cut the cord. What does that mean? So cutting Disconnect the cord, from the world? no, it means energetically we're all connected. Once you okay. establish a connection with somebody, something, right? Have you ever woke up tired? Yeah. You wake up and you're like, oh, I'm already beat. Yeah. Okay. That's because people are feeding off of you energetically. We're Ooh. all connected. So if you picture right now, we're on the same screen, but you know, our buddy Ken Walls is out there. Mo Rock is out there. Right. I got it. Looking at it. Tom Bosick is out What's there. What's up everybody. But when you look at that, what happens is we get connected to them. Mm. So energetically we're connected. So for example, this is my thing. Is there one person out there today that if your phone rang and they popped up on your, just their name popped up on the screen, sucks every ounce of energy out of you. Not now. No, because you know how to cut it, but yeah. we just call it different. So to me, if there's somebody like that, then I go, you know what? I need to make sure that I energetically cut the cord with that individual. So mm. I'm not the energy they're living off of. Mm. And so it's a visualization exercise that I do. And now, because when it pops up, Miss Farha, hello. When you look at this, the the energy that goes out, I do the exercise. And now that my unconscious knows what we do when it pops up, what happens? My unconscious does it for me. But I can immediately pop up and instantly get an energetic boost. Yes. And so I do the visualization exercise. It works for me. And off I go. And then all of a sudden, my energy comes back. And you know what's funny is that if you think about that person who just sucks the life out of you, okay? So that individual that sucks the life out of you, if you were to energetically cut the cord, they will reach out to you mm. in the matter of half a day to go, you okay, Robbie? Mm. All right? Because I don't know, it just feels off. And I want to yeah. check in on you. And it's not that it's off. It's that I'm no longer draining your energy, right? From mind to mind. Mm. Okay. That so reminds me of I, a, go. Oh, go ahead, brother. I want you to. No. So to me, on. every time I teach a class, right? Whenever I'm teaching a sales class and I got a group of people in there learning stuff, right? I, I take my phone and I go click, right? And I'll take a picture of all of them while they're there. I'll go, look at me, boom. And then they go, they look at me. Yes, Ken Wells is. That's a, he's, part, he's playing <laughs> he's that role in my life. He's the life That's hilarious. So what, what I do, right? So what I'm doing with this situation is that I will, I will cut off that person. Mm. So as I cut off that person, they reach back out to connect again. Mm. Okay. And so they will continue to do that because it felt off. So when I do that class, I will do the class. And then after the class, I will energetically cut with every student. So I have rooms of 30, 50, 60 people that I have to now be able to visualize those people to cut the cord with those individuals. And it's like, wow. literally, I cut the cord, right? Wow. Based on the exercise I learned. And so that will take it. So on our mastermind group, I will cut the cord. And it's the same thing. My, my little brother went through one of my classes where we teach this. And he's like, I don't get it. I don't get it. So he came back, did it again. 
the second time. He said, I'm going to help out now just because I, I, so many people are like, Joe, this is amazing. All right. And mm. this is outside of sales. This is life, right. That I'm teaching on. And so he came back, said, I'll help. Then he went through the exercises again mm. while he was in the back to help. And he was like, boom, it just woke up everything in him. But his answer to me was, it's easier to explain that when Robbie, you and I talk on the phone, when you and I talk on the phone, when we're done, what do we do? We hang we up. We disconnect, yeah. We hang up. That's so right. why do you want to stay? Why do you want to stay on the line with all of these people? Wow. Right? How much data and bandwidth do you have? It's limited. So you want to hang up the phone, hang up with that person. So good or bad, it doesn't matter. Like I will disconnect from my own kids. Yes. Yes. Okay. We will reconnect because I know that. Yes. And they don't drain me. That's right. There are people that drain me, right? Have you you ever heard? are Are you actually a introvert or an extrovert? I think I'm both. Yeah. And you can be both because it depends how you're defining it. Okay. I don't define it as my personality, which is what most people do. You just you you define it as a tool. I define it as how do you recharge? Mm. Okay. So do you Ooh, recharge by yourself? And Robbie, yes, you do. Right? Yes. So, so you recharge by yourself. So do I. Yes. So when I recharge by myself, it means everybody that means I give off energy. Yes. Okay. Where extroverts need to be in groups because they suck in the energy from the groups. Those are people that get really excited to go to a party and go to do things where I'm like, can you lock me in my room? Turn off the lights, right? Close the curtains. I have blackout curtains in my house. Now here's the thing. I married an extrovert. My bride is an extrovert. I'm an Mm. introvert. So right away, her answer would be at the end of the day, she'll say, hey, um, on your way back from training, do you want to meet me at the mall? (laughs) And why? Because when she gets to the mall, she gets energized from all the people there. And I'm like, do you know how many energy vampires are there? At the mall, yeah. At the mall. Just making eye contact with some of those individuals can be draining. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. And so to me, I give off energy to people. So the number one trick I learned. So if you realize that you recharge by yourself, okay, the best thing I ever found for recharging by myself is sensory deprivation tanks. Oh, I have not tried one of those, but my wife has been telling me to do this. Yep. And it's, it's definitely... When you look at that, what happens is it takes away everything that you could possibly be distracted by. So I have never in five years of doing it ever gone longer than 45 minutes in the tank. And they always book you at an hour, hour and a half, right? That you can book for these times. But I am completely, it's it's like I've been alone for two weeks in 45 minutes. Really? I come out creativity's at a maximum high. If if I was smart, right? Are you floating? Are you floating in yeah. this tank? You're, You're floating. floating in the tank. It's a completely sealed off tank. When you get in, it's body temperature water that's filled with magnesium. Magnesium helps you relax, gets absorbed mm. in your skin, right? But because it's magnesium and the salt, you float. You're more buoyant. Or so is it dark you, in there? It's completely dark. You cannot see anything. So you, you can't get see claustrophobic? anything. I'm not claustrophobic. So I, I don't know if I am or not. Yeah. So well, that you can crack not. the door open if you want. 
mm. of the tank. But to me, sensory deprivation means take away your sight, sound, because the water will go away because it's body temperature. So as you lay still, it's like whoosh. You become one with the water. You become one with everything. It's not even there anymore. So it's literally like you're floating. So for any visualization where you're being Superman and flying around up there, it's really easy to get that visualization going and build it into it. So that, that's what I do. Because why? You've got to have enough. Let, let's go to sales. You have to have enough energy to sell somebody. You really do. And if you're giving it all away all the time and never disconnecting, now yep. you don't have anything to give the people when you're trying to sell. Absolutely. You're giving wow. it away to everybody who ain't buying from you. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the ability to passionately or energetically get that person to believe. So have you ever heard of the phrase, people might forget what you said, but they'll never forget the way you made them feel? feel. Yep. And yep. so selling is the... Transferring crystal. of emotion. Exactly. Just making people feel a certain thing. Yeah. And so you are the king of that, in my opinion. You're you're a very comic comical salesman you sell to me you sell without selling i think when i think of you i think of someone that's selling their personality first and the object last yeah and so is that how you it's it's a belief okay so so here's what happens if you and i sit down and say let's let me try to sell you robbie right in most situations you set up a meeting you set up a call you set up a zoom for what for the salesperson to sell to you so immediately you put up a block Yep. Right. Why do you put up a block? Because you're saying I'm not going to get suckered into whatever they're selling. That's right. They're trying to take from me. Right. Exactly. And my answer is I'm not trying to take from you. I'm trying to find out and my energy will give off that. I'm not trying to say I need to sell you something. I'm trying to say, will my product or service benefit you? And are you somebody I would want in my phone? that could call me because if you're just a jerk, I don't want to deal with you as a client. I don't care about the money anymore. Right. In the beginning, in the beginning of sales, you accept every deal, Mm -hmm. every deal. And you, you learn to regret it later. Yep. 100%. And you're like, I knew, and you always say that I I knew this was wrong, but I did it anyway, because you went for commission. Yep. And then you realize it cost you way more, way more. Yep. You are 100% right. Robbie, who's the weirdo in the button down? Button down. I assume that would be me. (laughs) Hey, I started looking behind me, Ken. I'm like. Right. I was like, what is it? What is it? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's Amy Lee. Oh, that's Amy Amy Lee. Oh. She's in secretive, you know, icon mode. Oh, okay. So we can ask who's the weirdo that didn't release their own name to make comments. <laughs> so. so with you, with, with you understanding that um, sales is an energy game and that it is very important for you to, to cut the cord, to disconnect from people. Have you ever had a situation where someone didn't understand why you were disconnecting? And if so, what did you do to enlighten them on why you were the way you were, the way you are? So when, as far as disconnecting from another person, 
right? Yeah. Or explaining to them why I disconnected from them. Because most so, people don't know. So for me, for me, like I'm notorious for having my phone on silent the vast majority of the time. Yeah, it's, it has caused me some relationships in the past, you know, because I've, you know, throughout the years, um, the people that I accumulated in the past um, are not the people that probably would have hung out with the person that I am today. And so the person that I am today is the, the total opposite of a people pleaser. The person who I was in the past was a people pleaser. So if you called, I felt like I had to answer the phone. So, for instance, it's caused me a lot of relationships um, over the years because, I, you know, I might not call back, but I'm recharging. So with right. you, have you ever had an, uh, a situation to where you had to explain to somebody why you were doing what you were doing? Um, so most people don't know what I'm doing. OK, it's something that I do internally. So, like, I don't look at you and go, hey, Robbie, <laughs> cut the cord. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. I, it's one of those things I do myself after everything is done. Now, if gotcha. I'm teaching the class, so like my my buddy, Dr. Bill Janishak, he and I do a class that's called unpacking. Mm. So the unpacking is how do you unpack all the crap that you got given by your parents and everything, else, all the bad situations you went through that you carry around like a knapsack behind you. You have this huge backpack you're dragging behind you. So mm. we do a class cutting the cord is one piece of that class and okay. then we teach you how to release negative emotions so all of this is done in the privacy of you and by yourself so nobody gotcha. knows what's going on so but what gotcha. happens is they just get a feeling that something's going on mm. so then they reach out to reconnect so they call you again okay so gotcha. i had one student one student that went through the exercise i said pick somebody go through one student went through this and said Hey, um, okay, fine. This is great. And then we took a break and they walked back in the room. And they said, do you realize the person that I cut the cord with um, called me when I was out on break? It was mm. like five minutes from that. And they called and said, I don't know what's going on. I just had a feeling I need to call you. And I was like, yeah, because that's a vampire. Mm. Sucking up that energy. They felt it go away. So then they went, hey, and again, this is all happening in your head. You're not yeah. consciously going, oh my goodness, I need to take the energy from you. Yes. But it's a connection. Some people have really sweet taste and energy. Yes. That I like the way you I I like the way you describe that. They have really great taste and energy. And, and so you have you, you have sweet yeah. energy. Exactly. So you're attract it's kind of like um Nance on a Jolly Rancher. You know, you, yeah. you you ever left a Jolly Rancher outside and oh, you yeah. come back, there's Nance and ants all over it. It's because oh, yeah. it's sweet. And it's I love truth. that. I, I love that you know that. And um so Cutting people, cutting the energy doesn't have to be a negative thing. It could just no. be a recharging thing. It, it is a self-preservation thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, again, for me to have energy to come on here. OK, when we started talking, I, I, I drove for an hour by myself from my client to get to my office. Why? Yeah. Because I'm by myself. Yeah. And I can recharge and spool up in the car. Yeah. And I never knew growing up why I wanted to go on the late night drive wow. and go drive for an hour or so. Because wow. to me, it was like, great, I can go there. I can drive for an hour in the middle of the night. No one bugs me. There's no one around unless I, you know, I got stupid and a cop pulled me over. Right. And they'll suck the energy out of you. But 
when you look <laughs> at that, it's like, well, what is it that you're doing? And so when yeah. I go in to say, okay, so now it's time to sell my mindset, like you said, it doesn't seem like I'm selling because remember, you, got, you got the wall up. Okay. So I, I, you have a wall up. I have to get past it. You know, the number one way to get past somebody's wall, the wall is what their ego. Yep. They're protecting their ego. They're going, I don't want to, you know, get, get smacked by, and, and you know, have to feel bad about the purchase because you got one over on me. That's so their right. ego raises up the easiest way. And nobody gets this. This is one of those things that I just learned over life from my parents, mm. right. And go through. But as soon as I make you laugh, your ego disappears. Yep. 100%. You can't laugh at my joke, still hate me. That's right. You can't laugh at my joke and think you're better than me. Mm. Okay. You have to laugh. And when so you laugh if, at something, ego so what falls. if you, what if you, what if you suck at telling jokes? So, so how would you go? How would you advise a person that's like, okay, I understand that laughter is a good way to build a connection, to transfer some really good energy. But what if I'm just a cornball and don't know how to tell good jokes or what so, if I'm not? So funny? again, if you, if you pay attention and you know this, but to everybody who doesn't, I don't go drop jokes, mm. right? I don't go, Hey, you know what? I think you should, <laughs> you should come into my sales training. Let me tell you why. Hold on. Guy walks into a bar. <laughs> There's a pair of, no, that's not what I'm talking about, right? Right, and so it's it's not that. It's the fact that can you bring humor into the equation? Yeah. Can you highlight something? So you can tell a story about a sales technique that went bad. Yeah, right. You can always, yeah, Tyler. Don't tell the joke about the pizza. He says so, never mind. Is too cheesy. That's <laughs> hilarious. Pizza. Yeah, that's a certified so, dad joke right there. Right. And he is a dad. Yeah. That's what I, I love dad jokes. But if you Google so king of dad jokes, you'll see me. Right. Your face next to it in the dictionary. <laughs> so, so that's what I want you guys to understand is that I need you to make fun of a scenario. You know who you can always make fun of? Who? Yourself. Yeah, you go. I love that. I can always tell you a story about how I screwed something up. Yeah. Right. I can tell I you how. That. I had a client that was looking at the same scenario you were and looking at all this stuff. And I'll tell you right now, I blew the presentation mm. and it was my fault. They didn't see the benefit of what's there. Let me tell mm. you what I said. And then I'll tell you what I said that blew the, pre blew the presentation. And they'll laugh and go, yeah, if you said that to me, you'd blow the conversation too. And I'm like, well, technically I just did. And Ooh. then they stop and they laugh and they go, oh, they, ah, you did. I said, I just said it third party. So it didn't hurt. But let's go back to this. And now I start talking to you about what we can do. I love that. I love that. That's the, that's the way I sell. I call it, and this is a lack of better word, but I call it farting on the first date. And the reason why I call it that is because I want to go in with my authentic self because we live in a transparent world now. If I present myself as one thing on this sales call and then you go to my TikTok page and you see me dropping the F-bomb, then you're going to be like, who did I just talk to? This is not the same guy. And so I always go in, of course, not trying to drop the F-bomb or stuff like that, but I I just try to be myself. I talk as if I'm, you know, just talking to a friend. 
And so when did you understand you had this ability to just naturally talk? Did you recognize it as an ability or was it just a part of your characteristic? So I will tell you that um, growing up, right, my dad owned a gas station. He's owned okay. gas stations for most of my life. So as a kid, right, I would have to go before school and come after school and pump gas in the little full service lane and mm. do that. Right. So I was greasy all the time. But when you look greasy at this, Joe, it was greasy Joe. Yeah. And my dad's name is Joe. So he was greasy Joe senior. Yeah. And so when you looked at that, right, I would sit there in the mornings, I would go work at the gas station. And so my dad was always in the back because he had the mechanic shop in the back. This is before mini marts were all the rage to have at your yeah. gas station. Okay. So it was actually a mechanic shop in the back. And so people would get off of the freeway a mile before the gas station, because that's mm. where the exit was. They would go down a side street, right? Down the little boulevard for a mile to pull into the gas station. Mm. They'd pull up, they'd honk, and they'd yell out for my dad. And then my dad would walk out and the guy would go, um, running late to work, Joe, what's the joke of the day? And then my wow. dad my dad would drop a joke, they would laugh, and they would go down another quarter mile, get on the freeway to continue their journey. Mm. So they took this little detour to make sure they got a joke every day. Wow. Wow. And so to me, I just stopped and said, wow. And you know what? You know what those people also did? They brought what? their car to my dad for an oil change. Gotcha. Because of how he made them feel. Right. So my, my thing is this. When it comes to sales, right? And anybody who's been in my class is like, we know, Joe, you say this all the time. But I think there's four steps to a sale. Okay. You can have a whole bunch of steps, right? Like in for my automotive clients, they tend to like 10 steps to a sale. I need so, to write this down. Yeah. So I already, I wrote out the 10 steps for them. Okay. Okay. When you look at this and I tell you, hey, guess what? If you have a 12 step program for your sales, that's a recovery program. You need to cut off a step or two. Mm. Okay. And I would take it down to four steps. Okay. Okay. Like. Listen, believe, and buy. It's okay. funny. Tyler's comment says 35 steps is preferred at his store. I, I have clients like that, that it's a 16-page document for their sales process. And I'm like, I can tell you right now, whatever your sales process is, I can tear it up into those four categories. Okay. So like, listen, believe, and buy. So this is what I want you to understand. Every relationship you've ever had in your life has gone through this. Every time you have decided to buy something, you have gone through this. You decided to like it. So as I start talking, so there's people on here that are going, hey, it's Joe. I don't I haven't talked to Joe in years. I don't know if that who is this Joe guy. It's Robbie's audience that's now listening to Joe. Right. When you look at that, you go what he's saying. I'm listening. As he starts talking, I go, I kind of like this guy. Then I listen more intently because right mm. before the like, you just hear me, mm. but I'll say something and your brain will go, whoa, truth mm. bomb right there. That listening is active. And then boom, it changes to active listening. Mm. And so then you go through and you go, I kind of like him, but I'll never get to active listening unless you like me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then it goes like, and then you listen to me. Then you, you toggle back and forth. You listen to me more, you investigate a little bit more, and then you like me even more. So then you go like, listen, and now you start to believe what I'm saying. 
because I, I, I start to trust you. Right. Yeah. That's but how, how do you get to trust? You got to have belief in what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the buy portion is the trust part. Okay. Okay. Because at that point in time, oh. now that I believe you, I can buy from you, which means you solidified everything I could say. And now I trust you enough that I will give you my money. Wow. I will trust you enough to give you my friendship. Okay. You and I did this. Wow. I listened to you on TikTok. Flipping through, I hear I heard you say something. I was like, hmm, that resonates with me. Let me go back. I like what he just said. Let me listen more intently. Listen to more videos. Listen to more videos. Sit there and go, oh, I like this guy more. I listen to him. I can believe what he's saying is true. And now that I believe it, my answer was, oh, I believe, boom, I reach out to you, right? I start pinging you till you go, hey, this Joe guy's on my live streams all the time. Joe Joe is reaching out to me. Joe Joe offered me an opportunity. And then what you had to do was go back and look at who I was to say, do I like him enough to actually listen to what he just told me? Yeah. And then you had to investigate me. So and then you have to go, ooh, like, listen, believe, and buy. So how do you know? And I'm I'm asking asking this question as if I don't know. Um, how do you know what to say to get someone to like you? So you and I are just ourselves. That's it. Because I only want the people that like me for me. There you go. There you okay? go. Now, I can adapt my presentation. This is where most people screw up. Mm -hmm. I adapt my presentation of myself without compromising my integrity or authenticity to meet the person's personality or where they're at. I say in sales, I say, listen, everybody, right? I need to be who you need me to be to buy from me, Mm. not... Not, am I the right salesperson for you? I'm like, what part of my personality do I need to bring out so that I can be the right person for you to give me your money? I love it. And if I I do it it. with my intention of being, I'm the benefactor, that's called manipulation. Mm. If I do it for a mutual win-win, then what does it do? It's it's now called influence. Why has how many people, people want to have influence? So why when when I think of when I think of manipulation, I think of usually I think of a dirty word. I, I think of it as a dirty word. Right. Um, when I think of influence, I think of it as more of a positive word. Do oh, do, it's absolutely do true. Okay, so do you do you um, make the do you uh, see the difference in those words too, or they yeah, both the it's same? the same thing? To me, manipulation okay. is bad. Manipulation is self-serving for the person doing the manipulating. Mm-hmm. Influencing is for a win-win scenario because mm-hmm. I don't go for lose-win. Yes, I'm not losing so that you can win. That's that doesn't benefit because that's that same client I accepted in the beginning that ended up sucking the life out of me and everything else. Won't they won't they want everything for nothing. Right. For Absolutely. a little bit of nothing, you know. Yep. Yeah. We had so, that conversation the other night on the mastermind with Loa saying I overdeliver. Yeah. Right? And we're like, well, if you overdeliver all the time, that means you're just delivering cuz nobody yeah. knows what overdeliver means. They don't know what level you're willing to go to. They don't know what your baseline is. Absolutely. And so to me, that. my answer is always the same. 
If you are going to over deliver to somebody, over deliver to the person that has paid you for your program or service and has implemented it and was communicative to you to mm. make sure they implemented it properly. Mm. Because that person is involved. That mm. person is, is, is for lack of a better word, right? Is, is believing in you to get that information. So clients, like I have a guy that worked at one of the companies I went into. Okay. I went in, I taught for an hour and a half, took a break. Mm. This guy comes up and stops at the break, comes over and goes, Hey, I got, I'm going to ask you a question. And I was like, sure. He goes, if I follow your stuff, can I double my income next year? And I said, yes. Wow. And, and he goes, he goes, you don't know me. I said, I don't, but I know my stuff. And I know you're not doing it because I haven't been here to train it. And he was like, he goes, that's pretty confident. And I go, you're pretty confident in your ability, right? He goes, yes. And I said, if you're confident in your ability and you take my techniques and my strategy, then I'm going to tell you right now, you'll double your income. And this was the end of November of 2019, mm. right? So I come back in to train. So I trained for two weeks, dumped into everybody, and I left. The owner of the company comes back and goes, hey, are you coming back? Let's go. And I'm like, okay, well, what is it? He goes, it, this is, it's now April. But in March, he reached out and said, I need you to come in. And this guy's name is Angel. And Angel was the guy who said, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Is Angel an investor? No, but it, I like where you went. Yes. Angel did invest That's in a dad himself. Joke. Yes. So, <laughs> so what happened was they said, you need to come in because Angel fell off, man. As soon as you trained him, he skyrocketed. His Whoa. career is just on fire. Whoa. Right. And he, and I was like, okay, he goes, you need to come in and talk to him. You need to come in and talk to him. Come in. Let's set up another training. We have new people here. Let's go. And I said, I'm in. So I come down there to train. Mm. I walk in. Okay. And the manager goes, he's, he's sitting over there. I told him you're going to come in and talk to him first. I said, okay, great. I walked in. I said, angel, what's going on? He gets up, comes over on the other side of the desk and hugs me. Wow. And he said, bro, you have changed my life forever. Whoa. And I was like, I Whoa. like that, man. I said, I love that. My question to you is this. Why are you sucking right now? Mm. Why are you not leading the top of your sales team? Mm. And he grins and he said, Joe, I already doubled my income from last year. He stopped. He put a cap on himself. He put the cap on himself. So Whoa. by March, he had doubled what he had done the year before. Whoa. And so he, he hit that's that. all he could see, bro. That's all he could see. And how many times do we have people who put a cap on for us? Dang. And so I turned around, I looked at him and I said, I am so proud of you. And I hugged him, but I did the manly hug where, you know, where we grab hands and then pull it in. <laughs> he right? said I did and the I manly like, hug. Yeah. And I was like, bro, that's so fantastic. Let me tell you something. He goes, what? I said, double it again. Whoa. And at that point, he all of a sudden went, what am I doing? What am I doing? Well, he only got 100% over that. So that means he tripled his income that year from the previous year. Okay. Hey, Tyler, and, the only time I, I put a the, – the, the, Tyler, the only time I put a cap on myself is when I don't want to get sunburned. True. True. I see that. Do you That's see a that? dad joke Tyler. Tyler. Get that? Yeah. But understand, understand I love that, that would man. be a joke that gets people to laugh. 
There you go. So I intentionally do dad jokes to make myself uh, more you relatable. Appear, you appear vulnerable. Yes, exactly. There and you that's go. what everybody's afraid to do in a sales negotiation. But I love that because when you were first saying, okay, he was killing it and then now he's sucking. I'm like, what happened? And then you just hit it. You're like, man, he put a cap on himself. He he already decided that he was where he needed to be. And so he didn't see well, himself going further. And then I take it one step further and say, I put the cap on him. Ooh. I told him, yes, you can double your income. I could have came back and said, mm. you could do more than double your income with my stuff. And then that would have freed him up and he wouldn't have lost a whole month. Because you know what, though? And I understand kind of at a maybe a subconscious level why you said that. Because maybe if you would have said you could more than double it, it would have been a little bit harder for him to, to believe. But Correct. just saying double it, you know, made him feel like, OK, I got it. I can I can I'm I'm going to give this a try. And you know, one thing that stuck out to me about this guy that you said, um, Angel, you said that. He says, Joe, if I try your stuff, if I try what you have to offer, he he insinuated up front that he was willing to actually put in some effort. And I love yeah. that. So rather I than saying, up, hey, does, Joe, does your stuff work? Yeah, if you yeah. work. It. Right, exactly. And so like literally it was it was people made fun of him. So I gave him scripting. I gave him, how do you overcome objections? We went through mm. all of this stuff. And so I give it all printed out for him. He went and had them all put on a poster board mm. that was like three feet by four feet. The thing was huge. And we used to laugh at him because he would pick up the phone and he had this giant board. Sorry, where am I sitting? Sitting in front of him with all of the scripts on it. Wow. They were all sitting in front of him and he would talk on the phone like this. So he could look and see the script where he was because the company said, you don't get to tack anything on the walls. And he's like, well, I need this stuff. And I teach people don't put your script on your desk because people will put their script on their desk and then put one of those clear mats over it. Well, what else do you put on the clear mat? All the rest of your junk. None mm. of your stuff is visible to see. Wow. And then they go, wow. I'll put all the scripting and stuff in a three ring binder. I'm like a three ring binder. So when the customer says, well, I don't think that's worth the value. And you go, exactly. Right? Be a professional. Learn the stuff. But was that was that was that you that put up a picture on LinkedIn that it was a picture of a phone and it says, "Pick me up, I make you money." Yes. Have you seen that picture? That yeah. was you. Yeah, it was, was you. Me. I saw that the other day. I love that. I love that picture. So Pick I tell up, people all the time. Money. So I look just like Brad Pitt over the phone. There you go. Okay. But on video, it looks distorted, right? I'm not as pretty. But when you look at it over the phone, I can be whoever I need to be and bring mm. out whatever part of my personality that I can be. So I will tell you, I do live sales calls when I'm at companies. Okay. Right? I'll go, give me the phone if you think this won't work. And they all look, because this is the problem most trainers have. They know how to talk. They don't know how to walk it. Hmm. And so they come in and they preach at your people. I used to have a business partner that that's what he used to do. He used to go in and tell you, I'm the trainer. I don't have to do your job. I just know what you're supposed to do because I've done it before. And you're like, they're like, here, help me on this one. And he's like, I don't do that. I don't. Do and I'm like, give it to me. 
give it to me. I have, I have zero fear, but the reason I have zero fear is because I have screwed up enough mm. that I know what'll work and what won't. Gotcha. Okay. So I have, I've sat with clients. Now my wife always laughs at me, right? And it's deserved for her to do that. She will laugh at me because in the match and mirror game, right? There's a match and mirror game that you play with clients. Mm. So when you match and mirror the person, so if we're sitting together across the table, how am I sitting? When you move, how do I move? How do I get you to unconsciously build rapport with me? Mm. Well, all of this stuff I can teach you. The issue is, is that you pick up the phone. You can't see me. That's and right. Body language, right? Body language is 55% of our communication. Mm. So the Not second verbal. you pick up the phone, what happened to you? You lost 55% of your ability to communicate. And because words are the least amount of communication when it's face-to-face, you use those same crappy words when you're over the phone or sending texts and email. Mm. You, don't, you don't have the tone and inflection the right way okay. because your words make up for it or because your, your body makes up for it. So when you go pick up the phone, I teach you that Tone and inflection is number one, but the words have tripled in importance. Wow. Wow. So again, are you using words that require your body language? That's going to hurt you over the phone. Mm. So to me, I have no issue with the fact. Give, I'll pick give up me some phone. of those words. Give me some of those words that, that you would stay away from and some words that you would use. Anything descriptive to somebody. So, for example, if I looked at you and I said, Robbie, um, what's that thing over there behind you? Mm. Right. You're what what are you going to do? I'm, I, if I asked you that, would you know what I'm talking about? No. No. And if I said, no, no, right over there. It's right over there by your and I start pointing to it. Like I always laugh and go, people go, um, what's that thingamajig over there? Well, I have to look to see what it yeah. is that you just said. Okay. Okay. Or people that give directions. So I see people over the phone that sit down and go, okay, so when you get off the freeway, you're going to turn. Okay, you go down about a half a mile. And I stand behind them and I go, they don't know that you moved your hand to the left. <laughs> right? You now you're have right. to be way you're more right. descriptive than where you were before. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so people don't understand that. So again, to me, my answer is, let me pick up the phone. So matching and mirroring face-to-face means I copy your movements within three to five seconds. If I do it before three seconds, it's too obvious for the brain. It'll catch it. You do it mm-hmm. after five seconds, it will catch it again and go, you're copying me. But mm. if I do it between three to five seconds, and so I go, hmm, yeah. Okay, so if I wait and bring it up, then all of a sudden you go, oh, he's wow. sitting like me. And unconsciously, I like people like me. Mm. So how good mm. are you at building unconscious rapport with somebody? And that's going to come with your body movements, your tone and inflection, your wording. Okay. And your overall would you, intent. Would you shave your head to get like me to get myself? No, I wouldn't have to. Because <laughs> that's authentically you, not me. <laughs> mirror me. Mirror my hair. So again, so now if I said hair, I would have mm-hmm. to say it that way. I would uh, say, come on, man. I don't have to get uh, rid of my hair because that's how you said hair. Mm. So that's how I do it. So this is where people mess up. Okay. So over the phone, I have to match your speed. 
the how fast do you talk? And if I don't know my scripts and I don't know what my stuff is and get, I get this. I'm in sales. I don't do scripts. Yeah, you do. You just say you memorize something. You got something that's busted and half ass and you keep saying it, hoping it's going to get better. I come in and go, these words work better. And you go, yeah, but I don't do scripts. And I'm like, well, what's your best price? You rattle off an answer. I'm like, well, where did that come from? That sounds like a script that you've just memorized. And then they go, uh, 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 and I said, so don't argue with me. Just take something that works better. I and think so, what it is, Joe, is like when people look at scripts, they automatically think about reading it like, yes, sir, we can do this for you. But they don't understand that they have to say it in a voice that's authentic for them. Oh, yeah. So like, look, I got tired of people telling me, hey, Joe, I can't find I couldn't find my script on the phone. So I made it a mouse pad. Wow. Wow. And I said, so shut up. It's on your desk. You really are a sales genius. I try, man. I wanted to. Well, what is genius? What did Einstein say? If you can't explain something to a child, then you don't know it well enough. There you go. So my answer is, how do I make things as easy as possible? Easy. So that's what I look at. So this right here, it says, thank you for calling blank. This is blank speaking Mm. and I'm happy to help you. Okay, that's you reading a script. I pick up the phone, same words. Thank you for calling blank. This is blank speaking, and I'm happy to help you. Oh my God, that was way better. Exactly. But that just means I learned what it was there. Yeah. It was learned. So now I can master it with tone and inflection. Otherwise, Mm. I'm reading, and reading sucks. We've all had somebody read to us. Yes. Ever go through a bad timeshare thing when they call you? Well, you I yourself like to vacation, don't you? What? <laughs> so I that's what I love do. it. But again, why not have fun with what you're doing? Somebody wants a link for that. That Tyler, night. I will send you the link for that. It's on my website. Yes. So, but that's what I want you guys. You guys, you have to sit back and say, here, this is what what I'm trying to offer you. And am I offering mm. something to help you or to help me? I want to help Ooh. us both. So I that's what I look that. at. I love that. So I want to help us both. I want to help you because helping you helps me. Right. But I want it to be painless for me too, which Absolutely. means it has to be a good fit, right? Yes. yes. What, what do we tell people to say when you say you don't want to waste somebody's time? We tell them, I don't want to waste your time or my time. Or my time, yes. We always say, add yourself back into the equation so that people know that it's your time is worth something too. Exactly. Like I, I have people all the time that they go, um, so what day works better for you to set up a meeting? And I'm like, so you just told them your schedule means nothing and you'll drop mm. everything to do something for them. That's not the professional I want to so work Joe, with. You, you are hitting uh, the, 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 the nail on the head right here. Cause when I was in, when I first started being a property manager, I would tell Southern hospitality, right? I would tell people, Hey man, if you need anything, hit me up anytime. Oh, yeah. And when they would call me after hours, it would literally drive me crazy. And then right. someone said, well, you told them that they can hit you up anytime. I said, no, you I set the expectation. Like hours. You yeah, set I, the expectation. Wow. I set it up like that. Yes, Teodora, because we're talking money. Joe, we're you're so serious. serious right now. There you go. <laughs> yes. So, so talking- just picture, look, 
why so serious? See, Joe's the Joker, right? I've got it on here. Why so serious? Because sometimes you got to take down the bat. But, but again, um, that's what I, again, Teodora. My hope is that everybody understands that there are there is technique, there is strategy, there is mindset. All has to go with sales. The reason Robbie and I click is because he's the mindset guy. And so with him him being mindset and saying master yourself, then boom, I, I we connect on that level because I use my controlling personality to control myself instead of try to control other people. Mm, so. I, I use my controlling personality to try to control myself instead of controlling other people. Yep. That is the quote of the century right there. So, so, Tom, let me check my schedule to see if it aligns with yours. Yeah. So, what I would say is, so what works better for you later this afternoon or this evening? So, you are you are unconsciously letting them know that you have a certain amount of time open on your schedule as well without diminishing your schedule. Correct. While also making them feel like they have a choice. Right. I would say, Robbie, when's the earliest you and I can get together? Are you available later this afternoon, this evening? Or right now I go later this evening or tomorrow morning? Okay. Don't ever ask somebody what they want. Have you ever done this where, and, and you, Robbie, you can answer. You asked somebody and said, so um, what day are you open next week? Mm-hmm. And then they do this. Because some Obviously. everybody keeps their schedule up in the sky for some reason. <laughs> right? It's how your brain is remembering. You're looking up and you go, well, I can't do Wednesday because of bowling. I can't do Thursday because I have underwater basket weaving, right? And all, and so they start filling. Why are they telling you? Because to me, I'm like, I didn't ask you when you weren't available. But they have to fill in this imaginary schedule, mm-hmm. so then they can mm-hmm. tell you what's left open. Yeah. But if I said to you and I said, okay, so later this afternoon, mm-hmm. right, or tomorrow morning, which one works better for you? You have two things to look at. Okay. And if you know tomorrow morning you're booked because Tuesday morning you're always booked in the morning for blah, blah, blah. I have sales meetings. I have this. I have whatever is there. If that's your standard meetings, like for me, war games, Wednesday at two o'clock. Anybody says, Joe, can you do Wednesday Wednesday at two o'clock? My answer is no. I'm booked by Ken Walls. Ken Walls. Oh, got to bounce. Love you guys. Yes. Love so, you, Ken. Love you, Ken. Ken, tuck yourself in the bed tonight. Yes, he's bouncing. I don't think he's that large anymore. I think he lost weight. Shouldn't be bouncing to bed. I love so. uh I love this name right here. Uh let me go back here. Teodora. Yes. I love Tia, that. Tia, name. Tia, Tia, Teodora. I sing it every time for her. So that is awesome. So. But Joe, okay, Teodora says, but Joe, we're always open. Right, again, because why? Because, But who did she just give the power to the schedule to? To the customer. She just gave it to me. She just said, Joe, we're always open for you, right? Yeah. For you, we're always open. So I don't want that. I want to say what's mutually beneficial for us. So otherwise, because again, I would never say that her schedule doesn't matter. Drop everything and find out for me. So that's why we have replays on videos. Yeah. So think about this. Even it happened today with you and I I had to reschedule and I said, Hey, do you have something open for tonight? Yes. I didn't say when you're, when is your next opening? 
you know, Correct. that would that's out there in the ether somewhere. I'm like, hey, can we reschedule for tonight? I said yes, and then you bounced back with 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. work for you. And I there was like, go. that will work. There okay? you go. Because you gave me the easiest of choices. So, hi, Missy. Hey, so Missy. That's what you look at. Yeah, okay? I love You want to make sure that you build value in your own schedule. Yes. And so, like, for me, here's another sales genius thing, right? So, I tell everybody what you got to do is you got to set your appointments on the 45s or the 15s. Okay. 45 so, minutes or 15 minutes? Uh, at 45 of every hour or 15 of every hour. Okay. So this is what happens. You set it at zeros and thirties. Okay. Right. Currently we go nine o'clock, nine thirty. Yep. Okay. So what do most people in the world today have a job? Yeah. The job starts at zeros and thirties. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if it's three, four minutes past, what are they? Late. Late. There's yeah. pain associated there. Oh, you want man, more that's people psychology. to show up? You want more people to show up to your appointments? You set them on the 45s and the 15s. So here's the numbers. Okay. Cause again, you remember it's me. I, I, I got all the stats to back me up. So looking at this, I'm going to tell you that on the zeros and thirties, if you set the appointments on zeros and thirties, you're going to get a 45% show rate. Mm. Okay? Yes. Nice. Look at that, Tyler. Yes. That's why I tell my secretary to do and fill in my schedule. Exactly. But you have to know it to tell them how to, what to do, but that's going to make sure Tom, that your schedule doesn't get booked with BS appointments. So 45, you set 10, you get four people in a midget, right? That show up to appointments. I'm offended because I'm short as we established. Yeah, you are, as the, we learned the other night. As yes. we learned. Yes. So if you look at that, if all you did was switch to 45s and 15s, you now have a 55% show percentage just mm. by picking those different times. So wow. I'll, I'll go deeper. The brain gives the person who picks on a 45 or a 15, their brain gives them the second half or the first half of the clock to show up. So if you pick the zeros and thirties, that's a definite time to them. But when I go 10, 15, then they'll show up at 10 five and they'll think it's okay. They won't show up to a 10 o'clock appointment at 10, 10 because they're late. They will show up to a 10, 15 appointment at 10, 20. Because they're like, it's only five minutes, big deal. There's never been a pay, pain associated to 45 and 15. Wow. So I want people to show up more. I will tell you, do your confirmations two hours prior to your appointment. I love that. So you do that. And I will tell you this right here, Robbie, one of my biggest things. This is a 7% increase in show percentage. So okay. if I did 45 and 15, I'm already at 55%, right? I'm going to add okay. seven more and get you to 62 because what I'm going to say is, okay, Robbie, if for any reason you're running late or you need to reschedule, could you please give me a call? Okay. The second you say yes to me, that means your brain tells you if you're running late, you got to tell Joe. Got to tell okay? Joe. Psychologically, there was a study done where people came out and said, hi, um, we noticed there's a lot of, of drug-related incidents that are happening in the neighborhoods around us. We want to bring awareness to children to say to stay off drugs. 
Would it be mm. okay if we just put this little two by two sign in your yard that says, say no to drugs? Would you be okay with that? And all the neighbors that said, yes, I would be okay. I would be okay. Some said no, but some said, yes, we can do that. Right. I'll do it. I'll do it. Then they showed up with signs that were like four by six, right? Three by three, mm. right? They put in these big, big signs in their yard and put them in there. And everyone allowed it because they had already agreed to let you put a sign in there. Wow. Okay. Do you know that if you're in the supermarket, and you don't want to wait in line, you can walk up. It's over 80% of the people will let you to cut in front of them as long as you have an excuse. You can walk up to the line literally. And I did this because I was like, I don't believe you. I'm going to try it. So I went and did this. I walked up and I said, excuse me, do you mind if I jump in front of you? I hate standing in line. And the person was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Wow. And lets you cut because you have a reason because you have a reason. Somebody says, what's up, fellas? It's Jamie Green. The solar queen. Yes. Hello, Jamie, the solar queen. She's crushing it right now. Oh, she is. She's killing it right now in solar. But again, that, that's what I look at. So if, if you do that 7% increase, I'm at 62%. You're going to pick up another 8% if you do your confirmations two hours prior. Wow. Wow. Call wow, or text. Wow. Doesn't matter. Hey, just reminding you, but you got to get a confirmation back where they go, what? yes, we're still on. What do you think about sending people your link to your calendar? I had somebody on TikTok a few days ago said that it was uh, that uh, baby boomers don't like that. What do you think about that? Um, I think, again, what do I want to do? I want to make something simple and easy for everybody. Okay. Okay. I don't care if a baby boomer doesn't like it. The answer was we need to set up our schedule. So if you if I can send you a link, you click on and pick whatever time matches for both of us. Then I don't know how that's that's disrespectful in any way. That's what I said. They were like, don't send, you know, this expert sales guy. He was like, don't send your freaking Calendly link. It's tacky. And I'm like, well, that's convenience. Well, but understand, too, does that sales trainer guru want to learn Something new, or does he want to stick with what he knows already? Someone said, what, "Are you a baby boomer, Joe?" Joe is not a baby boomer. Hey, you no. know what? This this here's a controversial one. You know why they call them baby boomers, right? Because there was a huge boom in the population. No, because they'll soon be in diapers. <laughs> no, they, they started and they end up in diapers. Yes. Oh, so, that was another dad joke. Pushing yes. the envelope. No, but I, here. I'm Generation X. Gotcha. You know, believe it or not, I'm a millennial. Yeah, I believe it. I'm a I'm one of the earliest. You just have work ethic. It's great. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so again, technology is 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 second nature to you. Right? Yes. I'm the generation that had to figure out how to get the VCR to stop flashing twelve for my boomer parents. Gotcha. Okay? Gotcha. But I've always said, what can I what can I do to make my life easier? And if I'm going to say, I want to make my life easier, I have to embrace technology. Yes. So here's my question as well. Is the client or the prospect that doesn't want to use technology, if they don't want to use technology to book a time with you, that's not your client. Yeah, that's true. I'm a tech company. You're way too technology savvy and utilize it for them. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. So they self-identify themselves out. What is an exennial? What does that mean? So that means they're on the border of being a millennial. So she's like a Gen Y. Remember, because we had Gen X and then there was Gen Y. And then they went, no, Gen Y is now lump of all together as millennial. And you were like, that's, uh, not, that's not what's supposed to be there. I don't know what, uh, oh, a zennial. I don't know what uh, any of that means. I don't know what, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm just a human living, you know? Um, again, so- it, it's, it's how much do you invest in yourself to decide that you want to make as much money as possible? So facts. And if you can't book a calendar like that might be part of why we're talking. The fact that you don't know how to operate technology right. like that. Yep. Shaka, Shaka what's up, Shaka? Dyson. Shaka? Shaka Dyson in the house. What's up, Shaka? Shaka Shaka. So my says but again, client. I, I want everything to be as easy as possible. 100 But I truly don't have time to sit back and go back and forth with people on stuff. Right. There's I have many- one of my there's too many there's too many prospects out here. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like it's okay, I, I have an existing client that somebody sat down and said like they they threw it off to an assistant like Tom does cuz he's a baller, right? So they threw it off to the assistant. The assistant went and communicated with four different people to come up with the times they had and then reached out to me as the trainer for the company and said, "Okay, Joe, here's the three times everybody's has. Does any of those work for you?" Mm. And I was like, I can do that one. Mm. I said, I'll do that one. Let's do that. And so it was easier for me to go grab that and say, here, that would be so much easier to just drop into my calendar. So I would like to shift to this question here. Um, When you are reaching out to a a company, do you have any specific techniques that will help someone get to the decision maker? So, okay. I play games because remember we're on the phone most of the time. Okay. Right. The easiest way to get to a decision maker, for one, you can email them directly. If you go online and search for their email address, most people have it. LinkedIn is really great at showing you their email address. In a company person who's a decision maker, it's also a great thing for LinkedIn. So when I go on LinkedIn, I'll hit add the note when I want to pair it. When it says you can pair a note to your to the actual request to connect, I will put something in that proves I read their profile. Mm. instead of like we laugh because it goes here's the whole pitch with a calendly link right yeah they're like here's my tidy cow go ahead and get and you're like stop <laughs> it i don't know who you are yeah you're a picture on a screen that said hello and the first as soon as i hit it, it went bing because you attached a note that said you want to sell me something exactly and you don't know who i am and it's a template one today came in and said hi amit and I'm like, well, evidently, Amit was the last guy you did. You copied and pasted <laughs> and forgot to put Joe in. And you oh, snaps. So, but again, it, how much are you going to actually do that? To me, I send over one thing. Less than a sentence, okay? Every communication you should have with the prospect, other than a price quote, should look like a text message a text Keep it message. under 150 150 if i see a long letter before we've ever up. i know this is how i look at it like imagine if someone walked up to you and just started telling you their whole life story before you had the chance to even introduce yourself that's what sure. those long emails are yeah those yeah. long emails are somebody that i have 
are for people that I have rapport with, not yeah. someone that I'm trying to get to get my products or services. True. Did you see Dylan Gray's on? Dylan Gray. Where's Dylan Gray? Dylan Gray just put up there. Big Joe. I love me some Dylan Gray. The country. Oh, singer. Dylan Gray. What up, Dylan yeah. Gray? He's from TikTok. Migrated over. Yes. So he's on Facebook now. That's powerful. Yeah. Dylan Gray. But, so to me, right, the quicker and the easier you make it for someone to answer you back, the better chance mm-hmm. you have. Powerful. Right. And and I also tell you, be creative. I have some stupid email templates that I put into companies. Mm. I was at a client out in Vegas two weeks ago and I walked in and, and every time they get a reply back, they screenshot and send it to me. Wow. Right. Cause I have these crazy ones. I have a picture of a silhouette of a guy, right? It's all very dark behind him and he's sitting like this. So you just see the shadow of him sitting there and it's a, and the, the subject line says, I'm so lonely. And you open it up and it says, I feel like I'm in this purchase transaction by myself. Wow. Do you want me to stop reaching out to you? Right? Because it feels really lonely on this side. That's awesome. And then what do we get? We get people to answer back and I'll get some WTFs out of them. But I get laugh out loud, bro. That was hilarious. No, we already purchased with this other company. Or no, we put it off for this. I just want an answer in in my CRM. That's what I want. An answer that says, should I be continuing to follow up? Dub video, I do not use. I don't either. I use uh I use Loom. 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 Yeah. And I and I know Loom from Robbie. So yes. So fruit but, of the fruit of the fruit loom. Of loom with the cornucopia or not? Depends. Which, Depends. which, which one of the um universes did you come from? So what um what did the baby boomers say when uh they asked him uh which which did he prefer? I depends. Don't know. Ah. <laughs> depends. You're all into the diaper jokes, man. You must be pissed. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that was a good one. You must be pissed. Yeah. That's powerful, Joe. Powerful. So um, with anyone that is considering getting into sales, to me, sales is everything um, because there's no cap. You set your own cap. You know, people get afraid because they can't. Uh, it's not a guarantee a lot of times. So would you try to convince that person to consider sales or just say, Hey, maybe it's not for you. The person that's like, Hey man, what, what about my guarantee? So I will tell you this. If you've ever had that job where you were making the same amount of money as the fool sitting next to you and Mm -hmm. you were busting their butt and you realize that they're just getting by, but you're both making the same amount of money. Then you, then you then you have to stop and realize you would much rather be paid what you're worth. Yes. And that yes. comes from commission. Facts. Right? So which one are you going to be which one are you going to be scared of? Scared of the fact that you're outworking somebody next to you who's doing just enough to not get fired? Or do you want to be scared that you're going to get paid off of what you're worth? The second I realize you can get paid off of what you're worth, Right. I'm an electrical engineer by degree. It was all just wow. about pay scales and stuff like that. And it was like, this is your pay scale based on your job. And if you stay here long enough, you get another raise and another wow. another raise. And then I realized that 
I, I'm getting paid more than the guy who's at the same level as me, who has a job that's less responsibility than me, then that's there. Why are people afraid of sales, Teodora? People are afraid because it's dependent upon them and they're afraid of rejection. Oh, yes, sir. And they're so afraid that because you don't want my product that you are now saying I'm not worthy. Mm -hmm. I have plenty of people that still communicate with me that never bought from me. That never bought. Same here. Same and here. They're, they're like, hey, man, I have this and this. And I remember you said this and da, 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 da. Right. It, it, but if you can educate someone to purchase, then you never have that issue. Okay. So Jamie, Jamie is one of those people that look at all of her TikTok, looks at her, her videos you look at all that. She's about educating the consumer. That's what I was just going to say. She's an educational seller. Right. And again, what is that? I'm going to give you, I'm going to present you with all the options and you decide what works best with you. I love that. If you ask my opinion, I will damn sure give it to you. Okay. But you want to, you, the, the topic was how do you become a sales genius? You I like invest the one. in yourself. Read some I, books. I like the one she did a few days ago. How do you know if, uh, what what happens if you don't order enough solar panels? Panels, yep. See, Jamie, yeah, Jamie, we're up. stalking you. Yeah, we I do keep stalk up you. with you. That's yeah. That's, and then she put up the one. Look at the panel up here with the group of all the guys laughing. Going, oh wow, wow, and whatever. Why? Because she's incorporating humor. Absolutely. If every time you sit down and put out a video, it's a pitch, then no one's going to follow your videos. So I look at the people that have joined the mastermind. Um, none of those people were pitched. And I would often uh, ask those people, man, how did you hear about it? Oh, I just liked your content and I saw the link in the bio. And I'm like, yep. that's it. You know, you're just putting out content value. I'm, I'm on there just talking, speaking my truth. Yep. And people are finding out about it. And, 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 that's it. You're just, you're talking about what you're going to talk about. And Brad Lee is really good at that. Like he, he's just talking about what he's talking about. Yeah. And absolutely. it could be, he could be talking about relationships has nothing to do with sales. Right. But he's just recording himself talking and he puts it online. It goes viral and more and more people know who he, who is. he is. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, and so again, that's how he's at a point where he can have a crew follow behind him all day. Right. Yes. But guess what? We all have some little crew Thanks. that can go with us. Absolutely. So what's your number one? What's your favorite social media platform right now? If you had to pick one and eliminate the rest, which one would that be? So for me, the my my biggest reach or interaction is on well, just your just your favorite though, like your favorite without without considering the reach. Without considering anything, my favorite is Instagram. It's okay. six hours of my day. Really? Not every day, but yeah. No. When I you look at the hours, it, it's like it's like Joe, you spent way too many hours on Instagram. Joe, but I just reactivated I my nurturing. Instagram. Yeah. After a year. Just just reactivated it today. Did you? Yes. Yeah. But again, reason- I use Instagram to nurture relationships. The the reason why I'm going to delete it again, but the reason yeah. why I did it is because uh, uh, 
new client that I just took on wanted to tag me in a Instagram video. So I was like, all right, I'll turn it, turn it on. I'll turn it on. You tag me. I'll wait a week and then turn it back off. Again turn it back off. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, it, it makes me look kind of weak a little bit because I have so many followers on TikTok, but like not nearly as many on Instagram. And I want to be, you know, and, and I know, so, you know, why I don't like tick Instagram, but. Right. Um, well, I, I get shadow banned between Instagram and Facebook. And I think it'd be better if they just decided to do them both at one time. But I legit will get a couple hundred views on my story on Instagram and have like maybe double digits on Facebook. Then mm. my ban wears out on Facebook and I've already said something to piss off Instagram. And so it goes back and forth that way. But dang, Jamie says she has Jamie. two IG reels go viral for her yesterday. Twenty one thousand views and eleven thousand views. That's that's impressive. phenomenal. Very, very. And somebody says, "Way to go, Jamie!" Jamie, that I gotta have you on the podcast, by the way, too. I want to be educated. We're gonna educate the audience about solar. So, Joe, I respect your time, man. We um, I'm at twelve oh three a.m. on my end of the atmosphere. And uh, where, if you had to send someone to one place to find you, to contact you, where would you send that person? So everything Joe on the web is at thegeniuslinks.com. So thegeniuslinks.com, you'll find a calendar. You want to get on my calendar and talk for 15 minutes. You want to check out the merch I have in my stores. You want to check out, hey, Joe, I want to be part of the sales training group war games. There's a link there. You want free stuff? Go all the way to the bottom, all the way at the bottom. And then the same color as the font, it says secret stuff. Click on secret stuff, go in, it'll show you the back page on my website, and you'll get a whole bunch of free stuff, ebooks, things like that. Hold up. Let's do this. I'm going to do something even better. Watch this. So we're going to pull it up here. All right. Can you see this, Joe? I can. Perfect. Perfect. There it is. There you go. Ingram Interactive. You got all your links right here. You got your video here. So that's all merch. Yeah. Right here. Merch. All that's merchandise. So it says Genius Merch and puts it up there. Let's connect. You drop that in. It'll send me an email. We can go back. If you're in automotive, you can watch the video there, which is meet me. So it'll explain to it. You want free automotive email templates? You click that one. You want to join Wargames Automotive? You can click on that one. The web-based sales training, that's our Wargames group. It's live weekly, Wednesdays at 2 o'clock. It's a group training. You can do that. You want to become an author, right? 10-day author course is there. You want to go, what books does Joe have? You can go to Joe's author page. It'll show you all the books I have available on there. So Ink Games Games is a software program. You want to message me? There's all the messenger programs you can find. Wow. So you have everything here. Yeah. Again, I'm going to make it easy for you wherever you are. Social media, there's all the links to social media. This one needs to go at the top right here, Joe. Yes, I know. (laughs) I know. I could easily log in and move that right up. Yeah. That's powerful. but But my podcast, everything is there on that page. That's all there is. But. Wow. And we're back. Hi. And we're back. So 
thegeniuslinks.com. If anybody out there wants to get in contact with Joe Ingram, one of this the is, most. This is what I want to say too, Robbie. Sorry to interrupt, but no, go ahead. If you go there, go watch some free training. Decide if I'm right for you for you to reach out and talk to me. I love that. I did. I didn't make it hard to get in contact with me. I just say do some investigation in the beginning, right? Go watch something and go. Okay, I can learn from this guy. If if it resonated here for you, go for it, right? And then go from that. If we need, yeah, no, you can just go, go over to my Instagram story or the Facebook story. You'll see Joe's got some stuff stuff up there, but. Yes, look at that. So let me move this over here. There it is, Tom. That's what how I end everything. Exit right. Rich. Go sell something. Oh, go sell yes. something. Yes. I love it. that. Me. Yes. So every time we end war games, I say, now go sell something. Because really, that's what it's all about. This that, one says, the never other be one normal. Said? The other never one says, be never normal. be normal. Gotcha. So never be normal because normal people get normal paychecks. They They damn sure do. And so you don't want to ever do that, man. Joe, I appreciate you for stopping by the podcast, man. I'm so excited to be a part of it. And I would like to let you know that since you're ranking for my name on SEO, I'm going to start <laughs> ranking for your name on SEO. Oh, I know. And you know, you know how to do it. Mine was all accidental, but yeah, Robbie pulled nah, that up but... the other day. He goes, I'm going to go look myself up. And it was him on my podcast that was there. He was like, well, wait a second. That's powerful, but I appreciate you and the value you bring as a person and your willingness to put it out there. Right. I I will tell you, and you can ask anybody in the, in the mastermind group, the Thursday mastermind group that we do, right. Your group, it is by far the most beneficial mastermind I've ever been a part of because we walk away with something tangible to go through. It's what I try to do with war games every week. Every week I try to do, I do war games because why? I want somebody to go out and be able to sell one more item today. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it does. With you, you're helping us to build a brand. You're helping us to build merchandise stores. You're helping. You have you have made such an impact on my life. I couldn't begin to explain. I appreciate right? it. You've made an impact on my life. Kate uh, Troyer and I were bragging about you on our podcast on Friday. So if you want to get a kick out of that. Uh, hey, I'm going to go back and listen. That, yeah. that was one of those things, right? My buddy, Sam Bakhtiar, rest in peace. He did a podcast where he had Brad Lee on. Mm. And so Brad Lee came on, but Sam said, Brad goes, I think I'm the best salesperson in the world. And Sam goes, yeah, I'd put you up against my boy, Joe Ingram, though. Wow. And, Brad, and then Brad pretended he didn't know who I was. Wow. Like, he goes, oh, the guy with the beard thing. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I have him teach my class from time to time and blah, blah, blah. But again, I'm like, okay, let's go head to head. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm not here Thank to compete with you, anybody man. else. I'm here Same. to make everybody, I, I'm going to make anybody better that wants to be better. That's right? it. I invest in myself. You can tell by all the books. You can see, like, one of my favorites is Viznostics over there. My friend is Kimberly Slavic, and she tells you how the brain hates questions. And so can you put out a vision for somebody and then let them tell you that they don't have that? Mm. That way they told themselves. She's got a great story. It's fantastic. Send me that. Send me the, have her on there. Yeah. Send me the link to that book. I would love to get that. It's yeah. called Viznostics. Viznostics. So visual Viznostics. diagnostics put together. 
it's her little trademark word but it's it's brilliant in what it does but i'll tell you because i know we're trying to jump off here so i i heard her on a podcast i heard it i was like "Ooh, i like what she's saying so there went the like and the listen i listened more liked her more then i believed her so i went and went online and i ordered her book and had it shipped Mm. her book came in and i read the book from cover to cover in the book, there's a little example in here, and it says, fill out this puzzle based on what you've learned, and then email me at, and it's her email address. So I'm sitting on my back patio. I finish it, right? I got my cigar and my iced tea, and I finish it, and I'm like, oh, boom, pull out my phone, and I email her. This is the answer I got to this thing. She answered back within 15 minutes. She said, I've sold over 100,000 books, and less than 50 people have ever sent me the answer. So then I said, great. Now I've got communication. I was like, bink, bink. We went back and forth. We're friends today because I chose to, to, to create that relationship after I got the results. So I like the way you choose. You, you are the master, in my opinion, of choosing people. You don't let people just choose you. It seems, no. it seems no. as if you make up your mind. I want to build a relationship with that person and you go and choose them. I love that. Yes, it's true. Tom, you don't have to take anything out on Brad. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and what was funny is that I found out he dissed me like six months prior when I connected the two of them to do the podcast. So wow. But I didn't know it till somebody goes, Hey, did you know your friend with the glasses was talking to Brad about you? And I'm like, Nope. So Man, I truly appreciate you. You add so much value to my life as well. And I'm I'm happy to know you, Joe. So thank you so much. And anybody out there that uh, would love to be a guest on the podcast, feel free to reach out to me, RobbieCornelius.com. And uh, until next time, guys, make sure that you master yourself and master the web. And go. Good. I, think good. I, feel good. I feel good. I live good. I live good. I live good. My mind is powerful. My mind is powerful. My mind is powerful. I feel so good. My mind- this is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game.